traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you haven't heard about WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app for iPhone and Android, you got to listen up. This is amazing. You can now get not just CEO Coach, but every Webmaster Radio show on your mobile device. Go to iTunes to download or the Android app stores. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on our new mobile app. Hope to see you there. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musick. Welcome to CEO Coach. This wonderful Monday morning, I'm coming to you live from Seattle, Washington, where it's a balmy 55, maybe, in the middle of summer. So wherever you are in the world today, I hope your weather's wonderful. We're going to be talking today about your business triumvirate, the executive summary, the business plan, and your PowerPoint deck, usually a pitch deck. When you get those three together and you make them your fashion statement, in other words, they're all coordinated, you've got it made. So let's take a look at all of these bits and pieces. But before we begin and I dig in, I want to talk about a couple of things about CEO Coach. CEO Coach has been on for a few years now. We have a Facebook page, which I don't usually promote at the end of the show. So I'm going to remind you, we do have facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. And the reason I want you to go over there is because somebody recently popped in a few questions about an idea for an upcoming show. We're going to be taking her suggestions and we're going to be taking questions that you'd like to have asked. So I'm going to ask you, if you're listening in, please do stop by at some time at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast and pop your questions in. If you have specific questions that are not getting answers, if you can't find the mentors or folks who have walked your path before, pop your questions in there. That's my promise. I always said that if I ever could get through that early stage of uh, entrepreneurship and startup difficulties, I would give back. I would find the people who have the answers that other people needed too because I know how tough it was to find them. So CEO Coach Podcast at Facebook.com. All right, let's dig in. Your business triumphants, the executive summary, the biz plan, and the PowerPoint deck. I know folks who start from any which angle and whatever. If they happen to be good at PowerPoint, they generally start making a deck. It's 
a pitch deck that they would like to get funded with. They will do it so that they can present to even friends and family. They'll do it so that they can present on demo day because they're part of an accelerator or an incubator. We do it because, um, I don't know, we're, we're good at Word and not at PowerPoint, so we'll start at executive summaries. And some folks I know begin with a business plan, a full business plan. Here's my suggestion. Regardless of what you're good at and not good at, whether you're a PowerPoint monkey or not, right? start with your executive summary. And here's why. An executive summary will organize your thoughts. They will help you know what goes into the other pieces. Now, I don't mind if you put it into PowerPoint. That's not the question again. It doesn't matter where you're putting it in. But think in your mind that you are creating an executive summary. Do not think you're creating a pitch deck. Here's what goes into an executive summary. It's a synopsis of everything that goes into your business plan. And that's why you begin with it. It will include your mission, goals, objectives, your products or services or both, a marketing plan, product listings, you know, what is it you sell, operations information, management and organization, financial projections, and exit strategies. Right? Those are it's a pretty long list, right? All of those are going to be in your full business plan, and you're going to go into each one of them in detail. But in your executive summary, you'll be touching on each one. The first thing that goes into your executive summary will be your overall idea. It's your seven-second pitch. It's what we call an elevator pitch. It's your one-liner. Can you boil down what you do for a living in one line? That's the most critical piece of everything you're about to build. That one-liner will be used every time you hand out your business card, every time somebody asks what you're up to, every time you uh, put something on a website, a signature, uh, your email signature could uh, contain your one-liner. Certainly, it's going to be at the top of your business plan, right there with your logo. It's going to be at the top of your executive summary, and it will be the first slide of your PowerPoint pitch deck. Get your one-liner right. If that thing does not come out correctly, nothing else will fall into place. So what does the one-liner consist of? Your one-line description of what you do for a living is not necessarily exactly what you sell. Think of it this way. There's an old adage that says nobody buys a shovel. They want an implement to make a hole. It's the hole they are looking for. The shovel is merely the end, uh, the means to the end. So figure out what your end is. And then perhaps a tiny description, one or two words, that say perhaps what your means is. For example, if you're in the shipping industry, it's okay to say that what you sell are ships. But you're really selling something about expediting transportation of something. Are you cargo ships, human ships, cruise ships? Uh, you know, what kind of ships do you sell? Right? So again, it's the means to an end. Make sure you're focused on the goal, the end, why people want you, not what you sell. Right? There's the famous Simon Sinek, uh, golden circles, right? The three circles. Everybody knows what you do. 
Very few people know how you do it, and almost nobody knows why you do it. Do it the other way around, and you'll get somewhere. So start with why. Then you tell them how. And then finally you mention what. Trust me, they know by then. All right, that's the critical piece about your byline that goes on the top of all three of these. It's what binds them all together. Other things that bind these three elements really is little stuff. It's about using the same fonts. It's about using the same colors. It's about getting some kind of a logo together, even if the logo is, you know, Arial Bold Black 14 point, whatever it is, as simple as it is. Just don't be using three or four different fonts and italics and this and that and different sizes and who knows what. Consistency from day one brings you the rigors of business to your thoughts and ideas around your business from day one. It will suit you well and it will serve you well. So, colors, fonts, sizes, maybe even placement on the paper. All of those things, get them in order. That's for your, the title and the name of your company. Then you get your byline in order, and now we're off to the races. The first thing your executive summary will contain in terms of a paragraph is a short paragraph, a few lines that will explain what it is you do for a living. So once again, unlike a business plan, this is the very short, short version. Don't think of it as explaining everything, but you can dribble Feel free to, you know, verbal diarrhea. It's okay. But when you're finished, you take out a brutal red pen and remove every single word and phrase that is not absolutely critical to describing what it is you do for a living and why. Again, why is the thing that you focus on on the first paragraph of your executive summary. This will be part of your business plan. The first chapter of your business plan is your executive summary. Get it right. Most people will never read your business plan beyond that executive summary, and then they're going to skip all the way down to financial projections. And if you have a really good steel trap of a mind, you remember the order of what I said would be in your business plan. It will be executive summary, mission goals and objectives. Then it's products and services, marketing plan, operations, management and organization, financial operations, and then your exit strategy. It's the second to the last thing before your exit strategy. So make sure that you get your executive summary really right. We're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the PowerPoint fits into the triumvirate of your fashion statement in a startup business. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. Are your online campaigns getting more clicks than conversions? Then you need to sign up for Conversion Conference East 2013, happening September 30th to October 2nd in Boston. If you want to start increasing revenue and stop wasting money, you ought to be at Conversion Conference East 2013. Discover why Conversion Conference was selected as one of 2013's must-attend conferences by under 30 CEO, and why over 900 leading companies send their marketing teams, web designers, and executives. What's more, webmasterradio.fm listeners. 
listeners get a 10% discount on their pass. Simply register online at conversionconference.com with promo code WMFM or click through the Conversion Conference banners on the webmasterradio.fm website. Wouldn't it be nice to invest less and convert more? See you at Conversion Conference East 2013 in Boston, September 30th through October 2nd. Sign up with promo code WMFM for 10% off registration right now at conversionconference.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. On demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, we've got, we're talking about your business triumvirate, the executive summary, the business plan, and your PowerPoint. The first thing is to get your logo in order. Make sure that you're always using the same fonts, colors, organization of uh, you know, elements or whatever it is. Once you've got that figured out, keep going and keep using it. You can refine it and pay somebody who's really good to make it better later, but whatever it is, keep the fonts the same and the colors the same and so on. Second thing is make sure that your byline, your one-liner, your pitch in the elevator, your seven seconds, whatever you want to call it, is consistent across all platforms at all times, including word of mouth. If you can repeat it again and again and again and you've got it refined down to the words that you choose to use, you've got it made. All right, that's the next thing. And then finally, the executive summary. The executive summary is the first piece that you're going to write because it fleshes out for you your business plan. It is a mirror of your business plan sections, right, or uh, chapters, and each one of them touches on the elements below. And indeed, your executive summary is the first part of your biz plan. All right, so much for the wrap-up. Now let's dig in. Uh, the next pieces that you're going to write about in your executive summary are not necessarily your missions, goals, and exec- uh, objectives. They are your goals. They are your goals and objectives. The goal is to become the best of this in this sector the best of that in the entire world. Whatever it is that your goal is, that's where you uh, set the boundaries of the limits of your vision. 
that's what you want to talk about. How big are we going to get? What is the size of this market? That's how you figure it out. So the size of the market is often expressed in dollars, not necessarily in people, but sometimes it is as well. For example, uh, I'm working with a company uh, called Brett Approved. It's a Yelp and TripAdvisor for people with disabilities. That's the one-liner. So if you're looking at something that would be essentially reviews, ratings, and bookings for people with disabilities, because that's what Yelp and TripAdvisor and all of those other guys do, Expedia and Travelocity and so on, by now your mind should have filled in the blanks, right? Then the question is, what is the size of the market? What's the goal of this company? Well, it's, it's the goal is to be the go-to place for all people with disabilities to plan, book, and then review the places they've been when they travel. So if that's the case, what's the size of the market? Because we've just repeated their, you know, key one-liner. That's not the same thing. So the size of the market is $13.6 billion. You've got to do your research to do that. What's the size of your market? How many millions or billions of dollars are spent per annum by your target market doing what you are going to solve, right? Doing this problem, filling this need. And then you say, all right, of that market, how much of that can I obtain? That's the stuff that's going to go into your business plan. Now you'll be digging into the financial numbers around it. We could obtain 2%, 5%, 50%, 100% of this market. You decide. Where do you think you can go? Then we move on to things like products and services. Once you say the size of the market is so large in terms of dollars or euros or whatever, right, that's fine, and it covers this many human beings on the planet doing this kind of thing, right, here's my solution for it, these are my products and services. Then you must also provide a unique selling proposition around those products and services. Notice that this very much sounds like a pitch deck. You can be putting it into PowerPoint as you go, but think of it as touching on each subject in order. The thing you don't want to do is make your PowerPoint deck in a different order of information than your executive summary or your executive summary have a different order of information than your business plan because once again, in case you missed it, the executive summary is the first chapter of your business plan. You should have one. There's all these two minds about business plans. Are they worth it? Are they not worth it? Should we do them? Should we not do them? They're a waste of time. Yeah, kind of. You get at least to the executive summary stage. The business plan is just your executive summary fleshed out. And if you flesh out thoughts well in words, if this is how you think, then it's really critical for you to write the whole thing. If that's not how you work then executive summary may be sufficient and you will never write a full business plan. But here's what I have learned over the years. Although I was certainly in the former group years ago where I'd say it's a waste of time, just write out what you kind of want to do, get it done, one page, two page, we're finished. And certainly in PowerPoint, because I came to this world of entrepreneurship through graphic design and things like that, marketing and so on, that was my background, I would put things easily into PowerPoint, make pretty pictures. I do find, again, the rigors of business require you to think deeply about what you're about to build. 
even if you never publish it as a proper business plan, just writing out and expanding your ideas around each of the pieces in your executive summary and each of the pages on your PowerPoint presentation will increase your ability to understand more deeply what you're about to face, the tactics and strategies you must put in place, and what's next on your to-do list, not just today and tomorrow, but next month and next year. Knowing what you're going to do is critical to your success. You can't keep flopping around in the wind saying, we'll figure it out as we go. Once again, we're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to run through the balance of the chapters of an exec- excuse me, of a uh, business plan that will be touched on in an executive summary and will be comprising the pages of your PowerPoint presentation to create the triumvirate of your startup business. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at page1power.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report, your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. From Capitol Hill to the White House, the Courthouse to the State House, the FTC to the State Attorney General, the Cyber Law and Business Report, on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Musig, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back. We're talking about putting together the triumvirate of your business, the business plan, the executive summary, and your PowerPoint deck. But boy, I'm sure going to tune into uh, CyberLaw at uh, webmasterradio.fm. That's pretty exciting. That would be an important part of understanding what you need to know as a CEO. 
So one of the finest folks I know in the uh, startup investment world, Walt Greenberg, sent me an email uh, talking about a uh, an executive summary he wasn't so happy with. But in this particular case, uh, he was discussing what he thought the executive summary should do. And he says also, make sure that mimics and mirrors the investor deck and the standard business case, in other words, the business plan. He suggests that we start with the business summary, the target market and sizing, those two things we've talked about, the problem and competitive analysis, that would be your current void in the marketplace as well as your market opportunity, and then the solution and your competitive advantage. That's your key unique selling propositions, your USP, why you're going to be better at it than anybody else. Those are including key benefits, of course. Then we talk about the product. He calls it the model, the product, and then marketing and sales and your launch strategy. Do not forget the launch strategy. And finally, the deal to year one to use the seed money and this and that and the next thing, so on. Discuss your financials then. Get into a little more depth detailed year one revenue expectations because you've already told them how you're going to launch and what your market plan looks like and then you jump to a more um, a broader coverage on your five-year P&L summary and then finally discuss your team. Sometimes people like to put the team up front whether we put it in front or back I don't have a huge issue but the executive summary should flow in that order. It's always the same order of things. So however you decide, that's how it should flow. Make sure it matches both the PowerPoint presentation, your pitch deck, as well as your business plan. Okay. Now, if you take away nothing else from this show, you'll take away that line. Let's talk a little bit now about the uh, products, the products and services and what it is you're doing. It's not sufficient to describe what it is. You must put in your unique selling proposition. Again, we're talking about, if you will, the the thoughts beyond the tactical things you're doing on a daily basis. I find so many uh, business plans, executive summaries, and PowerPoint uh, presentations are focused on what we're doing, what we're doing, what we're doing. It's all very fine. The algorithm you've built, the this, the that, the next thing. But what does it mean? Why should I care as a financial investor? Always stay focused. These three pieces are given to people who have money, who want to know for their business purposes whether they should put this money into your business or not. These are business decisions they're making. You keep it that way. So it's not all about you. Especially in the earliest stages of startup, the world seems to get very small. CEOs think nothing else is going on except their day-to-day trials and tribulations of building this company. It's all-consuming. It's like having an infant in the house. Make sure you step back and look at what you're doing from the viewpoint of people in the financial sector. Just yesterday, I was in New York City, and my last meeting was with with a gentleman named Matthias Woodman. He does exactly that. He takes boxes of money, puts them into companies, and expects larger boxes out. Because he does this not just for himself, but for his clients, it's critically important that the box that comes out of your company is larger than the one he puts in. That's what he does for a living. And he helped me to understand why he put money into a particular startup 
that I couldn't quite get my head around. I was trying to figure out the unique selling proposition, and I was adamant that I had to focus on that piece. That's what you've got to focus on as well. Because this financial guy was able to see the value of the corporation, he put his money in it. Here's the interesting thing about it. The value he saw was not in creating a new or different solution to an existing problem. This one was in the travel sector. He didn't look at it as creating, I don't know, the next generation of how people will do this or that. He saw it as doing it better, faster, cheaper. Sometimes what you're doing is merely better, faster, and or cheaper, one of the three or two of the three or three of the three, than what is being done in the marketplace. And there are no other substantive differences. I often see these pitch decks and executive summaries, mostly, and sometimes I'll even see them in business plans and so on, going deeply into why you're so different. I would counsel you to figure out, really, are you, are you just trying to get words around something that isn't so? How about thinking about it from another angle? Throw that all out and just say, we are less expensive and we're going to throw the market on its ear just because of that. Or we do it much faster and we will throw the market on its ear just because of that. Everything else we do is pretty much the same. We just found a way to do it faster. Okay. We have just a few more moments here at CEO Coach. I want to remind you that things like operations is also a critical piece of your business plan, a somewhat less critical piece to your executive summary. Right? You should be focusing, if you will, on management and, if you will, who will be running the operations. How you do it and what space you'll rent and this and that, those are the details you'll get into in your business plan. You don't necessarily have to do that in either your pitch deck or executive summary. A pitch deck and an executive summary are far more closely tied. They are really the same information presented in two different ways. One is usually delivered live with large images and so on because a picture can be worth a thousand words. The other is in written format because sometimes you must email it or simply hand it as a paper over to someone. And because the recipient prefers to receive their information in one format or another. There are those who have no patience to sit through a PowerPoint presentation live by anybody anywhere on the planet. They prefer to read it as an executive summary or maybe you can give them the PowerPoint, but they will do it themselves. They just don't want to listen to it. For whatever reason, they absorb their information differently. Make sure you know your target market and ask would you like me to present this live or do you wish to see it on your own? If you find that you're presenting live and they're just not getting it, you make sure to leave them that deck and you make sure to leave them your executive summary in hard copy print in addition to emailing it unless they've asked for it only in electronic format. The reason is the purpose of these three elements is to provide a consistent story about who you are, what you do, why you do it, and then how you're going to do it in varying levels of depth and discussion and in varying ways of presenting the information so that no matter how people absorb it, your target market, the financial guys, will get that. This has been Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, I hope you will stop by at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Pop your questions in. This 
has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.